How are we? Hope everyone's good. Hope you all had a good weekend. I know I did. I was in Sheffield for Dalton Smith versus Sam Maxwell. Hope you enjoyed all the content I got last week. I did the best I could. Uh, fight night, we struggled. I've got the one video. Um, that was just a big press huddle. Um, and that's it. But yeah, this one, obviously, you know, it's Monday. We're just going to sit here. We're going to talk. Actually, also, hello to everyone listening on Spotify. Uh, hopefully, I'm on Spotify. Like this, this, this video is also available as an audio only on Spotify, which means podcast. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're here Monday. Let's just talk about boxing. Obviously, let's start off with the Dalton Smith versus Sam Maxwell card, since it was the one I was there uh, for. It was, it, was, it was actually a really good card. It was on every fight actually was quite entertaining, which is quite rare. Sometimes whenever you go, you know, watch boxing, there's always been that one fight. It's just an absolute snoozer, but we just didn't have that. They just wasn't there. Um, I'm gonna get the card up now on box reckon. I'll go through each fight. Um, uh, here we go. Yeah, right. So we kicked off the night with Corey O'Regan against Jordan Ellison. Corey O'Regan was solid. Obviously, moving to ten and zero now. Um, he was really good. There's not a lot to say. He was very solid, looked good, uh, did what he needed to do, got the points winning. It was solid. Um, then we had Nico Lavaz. He was really good. Nico Lavaz was really good. I was really impressed with his performance. I thought he was fantastic. He looked so good. You know, he didn't look like out of place once, but some people were thinking maybe he was a, a little bit of a step too far facing an unknown, unbeaten um, Spaniard, but he didn't look out of place at all. He was really good, really good. Um, and hopefully he gets signed by Matrinas. He's not actually signed yet, but it sound, from, what, from what it looks like, they're probably going to sign him or they're definitely going to look at signing him. Because um, normally they don't really do too many pro, like, post-fight interviews on before the bell, but they did one with him. Um, so who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Um, then we ended off before the bell with Beatrice Ferreira. How... Zamora stuck in there baffles me because Ferreira was hitting her so hard, man. I was literally sat two rows away from the ring. My God, Ferreira's a scary woman. Scary woman. She would spark me out easily like, inside a minute. She's unreal. Unbelievable talent. Um, obviously, that moves her to 3-0 now with just the one knockout. But still, you know, she was very, very good. Um, then we saw Louis Sylvester versus Adam Cope. Mm, it's one of those ones again. Mm, it was a good fight. It was a good fight, but I think the wrong man got his hand raised. Don't wrong, Louis Sylvester's good, but Adam Cope was the better fighter. And you could see that Louis Sylvester was the better fighter, but Adam Cope was having the better work, if you know what I mean. He was implementing his game plan better than what Louis Sylvester was. Louis Sylvester was very back for not doing an awful lot, whereas Adam Cope was coming forward, doing what he needed to do, because he knew he wasn't going to be able to outbox him, so he had to make it rough and tough and go on the inside, and that's exactly what he did. And I thought Adam Cope won the fight. I think a lot of people around, like a lot of the other media, we all thought Adam Cope won the fight. Um, There's only one person that thought Lewis Sylvester had won, and even then it was very tight, very tight if it was a Lewis Sylvester win. But game's the game. It was a good fight. It's just a shame that Adam Cope didn't get the nod because uh, he boxed very well. He did very, very well. And it's just a shame. Um, then we saw Janae Boston versus Ryan Amos. Two people that I've had on the channel now. Obviously, I've known I've known Janae, like from obviously I've been watching him from the very start. 
Um, and then I got a photo with him before just before his matchroom debut in Nottingham. Because so he had the fight on the uh, Sheffield card, but he wasn't actually signed by matchroom then. He got signed by matchroom um, after that fight and then heading into the, his fight in Nottingham. Um, that was his first fight signed by matchroom. Um, so obviously he's like somehow actually remembered me from then. Which I thought was mad. I don't think he'd actually remember me. Um, but yeah, he did. And also, you got Ryan Amos, a local boy. Um, unfortunately for Ryan, Janade was too good, which I feel like most people kind of knew that Janade was going to be too much for him. Um, when you look at Janade Boston <clears throat> and look at Ryan Amos, obviously, not, not many people knew Ryan Amos going into it. But okay, yes, Ryan Amos is undefeated, but you know, he's fought Midlands level. He's not really stepped above Midlands level. Um, obviously, neither had Janae Boston, but it was very different. It was very, it was, I don't know. It was very, it was always a bit more one of those fights where Janae Boston was kind of not made to win, but get tested and still come out. It wasn't, it, we knew it wasn't going to be an easy fight, and it wasn't an easy fight. Obviously, it was the first time Janae had gone to points, but there was still that element of he didn't look phased or out of place at any point. Um, I think if it went over 10, I reckon he... It probably still would have went points, to be honest. Brian Amos didn't look like he was defeated at any point. He didn't look deflated or anything at the end of the fight. He looked, you know, even at the end of the fight, he still looked like... He looked just as fresh as what he did at the start. Although Janaid Boston was doing very well with his body shots. He was landing some solid body shots. Were very, very, very nice shots. Um, and yeah, he just looked good. He looks so good. He's the complete package, in my opinion. If I'm going to put anyone out there now as a future star, I'm saying now it's Jay Boston. I don't think... I think that man's going to the very top. I think, I think he's only 21. He's so disciplined. He's so committed. And he's so good. It's like For a man his age, the skill set he's got at 21 and this early on into a professional career is unbelievable. The switch hitting, the movement, the way he operates himself around a ring is unbelievable i seriously think he's the, the future i think he might be the future future of british boxing and hold me to that you can hold me to that until his like the end of his career i'm saying it now i think he is the future of british boxing because he is special he's a special talent and people are going to be saying oh because he didn't get him out he's not good anymore no that's what he needed. He needed to go to the point. He needed to have a fight where it goes late on. Don't get me wrong, he's already had the rounds in, but he needed a fight to go to points. That was his first scheduled eight-rounder, I want to say, or maybe a second um, second scheduled eight-rounder. Last fight, he went to round seven. Um, but it wasn't... All his opponents so far haven't been yeah, fantastic. Come forward, they're going to come and get you. They're all kind of fighters who knew they were kind of going to get blown over. Whereas Ryan Amos was coming into this fight with the intention of winning. I'm telling you now, Ryan Amos is not going to take a fight where he doesn't feel he's going to win. He, him and obviously he's got the right team around him with Scott Kalo and everything. And they know that they will only take a fight for Ryan if he's going to win. Yes, there's a very good platform there as well. But Ryan's the type of guy who will choose a fight he can win over a big... Like, let's say he got offered to fight a big name on a big... Unlike the zone again. But he kind of, like, it could have been a step too far. I don't think he would take it. Whereas he's smart enough to know if he can win the fight, he'll take it. And he's got the team around him that know if he can win the fight, he can take it. And that's why they took it. Because they, they, they thought they could beat Janade Boston. And don't get me wrong, he didn't do bad. He did not do bad at all. He put Janade Boston in a lot more trouble and put a lot more pressure on him than what anyone has done in Janade Boston's career so far. 
He's the first man to take him to points. I think he's probably still gained a lot of fans. Not maybe I think no, I still think he's gained a lot of fans. Yeah. I think he gained a lot of fans in that because he didn't give up at all. He kept going on and on and on until that final bell went. And he thought he, you know, you could see at the end of the fight when he raised his arms. You know, he thought he could have been in there with a good shot because he did well. He didn't it's not like he got completely outboxed. Yes, it was a 79-73 scorecard. And if you at the end of the day, People, not everyone's going to watch the fight, but everyone can see the, the result. If you go on Boxer, I can see that, okay, 79-73, you think it was a bit of just a, not a beat down, but not the closest of fights, but I thought it was quite close. Um, I do agree with the scorecard, however, and I might contradict myself. I do agree with the scorecard, but the rounds were close. They were competitive rounds. There were rounds where Janaid was having to work. There were times when Janaid was on the back foot. There was times when Ryan Amos was putting on the pressure really well. Now, I just thought it was a really good fight. And again, fair play to both men putting on a good show. Janine obviously continues. Brian Amos is going to continue either way. Scott Kaler's surely got another plan for him. Um, probably defend that Midlands title. He's still got that Midlands title just because he lost doesn't mean he's lost the belt because uh, that wasn't on the line. So, solid. Uh, after that, we had Hopi Price versus James Beach Jr. Um, I mean... What else is that sale? And Hopi Price is actually very, 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 very good. Um, yeah, he was solid. Just a bit of a beat down, really. Yeah, uh, I didn't catch an awful lot of this because I did run and get a hot dog during this fight, as I was absolutely starving. I really needed some food, so I went and got a hot dog. But I saw what I did, and from what I saw, Hopi Price was very good. And it's clearly very good because James Peters corner pulled him out. After the seventh. So, yeah. Uh, Co-main event, we had Pat McCormack. Pat McCormack was unbelievable. Um, yeah, he looked so good. He he is, uh, again, I think he was up, he's up there with Janae Boston as the next, like, the like the next best thing in British boxing. Like, again, another face in there. Are those two quite similar in weight, though? I want to say those two are quite similar. Um, or Pat's, I think Pat is the weight below. Because, yeah, Pat's the weight below. Um, but he's still really good. And I think in those, I think those two will be very up there with each other um, as their careers go on. Because Pat McCormack was unreal. The way he was just beating Tony Dixon to everything. He could have got him out of there in the first. He had him hurt for, like, from the first. So, yeah, solid. Moves 5-0, and got his first professional title. Bang. Um, in the main event, Dalton Smith versus Sam Maxwell. It was cagey. It started off very cagey for, at the beginning. Um, then Dalton stunned him at some point. I can't remember what round it was, but Dalton obviously caught him. Sam touched down, but it wasn't. It didn't get seen. Like, the ref didn't see it. Um, but because he touched down, it's a knockdown, so it should have been a 10-8. Did it get scored as a 10-8? I don't think it did. Uh, no, it didn't get scored as a 10-8. Um, but... Yeah, obviously that happened. Then Dalton got caught on both eyes. He had a cut on he had a really bad cut on um this side, both from head clashes though. Um which he said almost helped him. Uh but it didn't look ideal at all. Not at all did it look ideal. But um he said it helped him out. Clearly did when he landed that final shot. That beautiful knockout, by the way. What a punch that was. Um Obviously, he got it for Sam Maxwell. You know, you can't not be gutted for him. He's a lovely man. Um, 
Obviously, I spoke to him on fight. We spoke to both both me about fights on fight week. And Sam is a lovely guy. Don't get me wrong, he's a lovely man. Um, but it, he just wasn't he wasn't good enough to beat Dalton Smith. Um, moving away from this card, we had a card in Manchester. Now I'm not going to sit and say what I've actually seen that card because I've not. Um, the only fight I've watched was. Zach Kelly versus Mark Jeffers, because I wanted to see how that fight actually played out. Um, but, I mean, obviously, I know Ben Whitaker went the distance. I know Ben Whitaker went all the way to the eighth round, but got him out there. Natasha Jonas, two-weight world champion. Fair play. Honestly, you can only say fair play. Callum Simpson. Apparently, Callum Simpson and Boris Crichton had a really good fight. I just want to load that up now, and I'm going to watch it once I finish recording this. Uh, so I really want to watch that fight. Uh, I heard it was an absolute scrap. Actually, I, I saw it now. Um, obviously, Cruz Dezern lost. Solana Marshall's now undisputed. And Clarissa Shields clearly wants to make that fight again. But this time at 168. Was it 168? Um, I think it's 168 they want to make it at. Yeah, so they want to make it at 168. Um, which means that Clarissa gets a shot at her belts. Um and yeah, I'm not gonna say any comments too much on that card. I didn't watch it. Uh, other fight I watched: Jad Anderson versus Charles Martin. Uh, everybody, do you know what people? I want to say underestimated Charles Martin. Thought he was gonna get blown out in two, but obviously he actually took Jared Anderson the distance. Uh, which is just what he needed. It was just what he needed. Uh, and it was, it was really, it was still a really solid performance. I watched that fight. I watched it live actually. Um, yeah, he looked really good. Dropped Charles Martin in the third. Um, I mean, yeah, it was solid. It's just what he needed. I think that fight, I think it was a perfect fight for him. And he progresses on now. And he's probably learned more in that fight there than what he has in any other fight in his career. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say comment too much on it. Before I did watch it, I was also very tired. I had been in Sheffield. Um, I literally got home and flicked it on. Uh, other news, Wood Warrington is not going to happen at City Ground. I'm not even sure if we're getting Wood Warrington due to Kolmatov not wanting to step aside. Um, so we're going to see what's happening there, see if Kolmatov steps aside or not, which it sounds like he doesn't want to, but you never know. Um, either way, from what it looks like, Joe Cordina wants the winner, um, or he's targeting the winner of Wood, Wood Warrington for next year, for like early 2024. Um, it looks like he'll be fighting, I reckon he'll be fighting Zelfa Barrett next. Um See, these are all things that I wanted to ask Eddie Hearn if I got him on it on fight night, but I just couldn't get him because he was probably had somewhere to be. Um, no doubt he's probably been in me and just trying to make more fights, fair play. Um, but yeah, so that fight's on at the city ground. It looks like it's going to go to Manchester Arena, which, hear me out, I think it's better. I think it's better for the Wood Warrington fight um, simply because we know that it would sell the city ground. Yes, it would sell out the city ground, but I, I would rather have a 50-50 atmosphere of the Nottingham fan base and the Leeds fan base colliding at a 50-50 level. If you take it to the city ground, don't get me wrong, give Josh Warrington the whole away end that you'd give Forest fans on match day, uh, not for the, for the the away fans on match day at the city ground, but give them like the whole lower tier. Like what I think what I think they do at a cup game sometimes. Um, so give them all of that because Josh Warrington can sell that out and then give Leeds the rest of the stadium. Um, and obviously he'll sell that out. And it would make a really good atmosphere, don't get me wrong. But I think for a boxing match, I think a 50-50 atmosphere would be unreal. I think 
I think Manchester Arena is perfect for it. Put the whole arena on sale. 21,000 seats, 10,500 go each way. Um, half of it for Lee Wood, half of it for Josh Warrington. So that's how they split it when Condon came to Nottingham. They split the arena, they did like a 60, 40, 70, 30 um, of Lee Wood tickets, then Condon tickets. Uh, I think they should do that for the Manchester Arena. Um, and I think that can make a, probably one of the best nights in boxing this year if they can get it made this year. Uh, it looks like it will probably fall September or October. Um, but whenever it falls, it'll be unreal. I'm saying that'll be unreal. Anything else? AJ White is supposedly signing, getting announced on Wednesday for August 12th, which is good. Um, I'll try and make it to that five week. I'll definitely make it to the press conference. Um, because supposedly they're going to put on a really big card for that as well. Like a very big card. Um, Fabio Wardley. Um, I'm hoping it's Dave Allen for him next because Dave Allen. Banged up on her Instagram last night or earlier today that um what was it uh, he said that he's got a big fight um he's got a big fight coming he's he had a big fight offer come through and he's had a big he's took the big fight um where's the yes here um big fight offer given a big fight offer accepted can't say nothing more at the minute but we're back. If that is Fabio Wardley, I'm very excited. And a lot of people say they're not excited for it or they wouldn't want to see it. Or I'm, I'm not saying a lot of people, but I've heard some people say they don't want to see that fight. I don't see why. I think that fight's really good. Dave Allen's clearly motivated to train. Um, Fabio Wardley obviously needs that big name in a fight. And let's say Fabio, Dave Allen's a fairly big name when you look at the British heavyweight scene, and especially with what's available at the moment. Because Fraser Clark's just coming off a 10 rounder against Marius Wack. Uh, David Adelaide's recently fought as well. He fought the week before Fraser Clark. So those two are both not really available. Obviously, Adelaide's going to get ordered to fight Wardley in October or for they'll probably no, he'll get ordered to fight and then they'll probably fight like October. Um, so I'd say if you want to defend the British title, Dave Allen's the choice. But then again, apparently the board aren't even um saying Dave Allen's allowed to fight for it. So it might be. Fabio Wardley defend his WBA Intercontinental title against Dave Allen instead. I'm going to fact check that and just see which belt it was that uh, Fabio Wardley was. I want to say it's the WBA Intercontinental. Um, I don't know. There's too many belts. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that's the next fight. That will probably fall on August 12th on the AJ White 2 undercard. And I think I'll go to that fight. I really want to go to that one, man. Um I think it's going to go to the O2 just because I like they've been saying in interviews like Frank Smith said they've not got a lot of time. Um, so they will probably have to take that back to the O2. I know they would do want to take it to a stadium if they can take it to a stadium. Fantastic. Um, obviously, the O2 is already pre-booked though, so we'll have to see what's going on there. Um, we're now under a month away from Davies versus Cunningham. I'm so excited for that fight still. I can't actually tell you how excited I am. Um... So that's coming. What else? What other news is there? I think that's about it. Boatsy, Boatsy versus Aziz. But then again, I hear him Bibol versus Aziz. McCaskill versus Ryan's been signed. That's supposedly falling on the undercard in Chicago where Dimitri Bibol will be headlining. Um, I don't know who will be headlining against. That's for us to figure out. Uh, but apart from that, I think I am done. If you've enjoyed, like, subscribe, comment, do your thing. 
Uh, obviously, we've now hit 400 subscribers, so big up everyone who subscribed and supported the journey so far. Um, and if you're if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you follow. Anyway, thank you all for listening, watching, whatever, and I'll catch you at some point in the week. I can't guarantee I'm going to be making a lot of videos this week because there's just not a lot to talk about in boxing at the moment. There's no cards on this weekend. I want to make myself some money, so I'm going to go take a couple extra shifts at work. Um, so I'll see you. I'll, I'll be back next week uh, for Josh Kelly. Uh, I think I might be going to that fight week. I'm not sure yet. But yeah, adios.